It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, fellow animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I thank you for tuning in this very warm morning. Uh, The weather people all say it's supposed to cool down, so I hope they're right about that. But I do have some warm weather tips for you that I'll be sharing at the end of the show. But I also want to tell you about some great guests that are lined up for today's show. First up will be Jolie Harris from the Lucy Pet Foundation. I actually met him at Pet Expo last weekend, along with a lot of you great listeners, and thanks for stopping by my booth and saying hello and saying how much you like K-Jazz. That's always nice to hear. But back to Joey. He is a pretty amazing person. He just went to a shelter, and he realized what a serious problem we have going with pet overpopulation. A lot of pets come into shelters, 30 or 40 at a time, and the shelter is lucky to get 20 out in adoptions. And so no matter how you do the math, we always end up having more homeless pets, even with all the great people who are trying so hard to place them. So Joey developed this great idea to have a mobile spay and neuter van that's going everywhere, and he's going to tell you all about it. And after our halftime break, another fun person I met at Pet Expo, he actually works with wolves and wolf hybrids. His name is Mike Lahani, and he'll be stopping by shortly. So we've got a great show, and I'm glad you've tuned in. Hold on to your hats, and we'll get started after a quick message here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. And joining me now is Joey Herrick from the Lucy Pet Foundation. Good morning, Joey. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm so delighted that you could make it to the show today. I met you last weekend at Pet Expo and had a lovely tour of a very cool spay and neuter trailer. That was just so awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, it's terrific. I'm, I'm so uh, proud of uh, everything that truck is doing. It's, uh, you know, we've done uh, a thousand uh, spay and neuters already. Wow, how long? Since when? Uh, we started uh, end of October. So wow. we're, we're just getting out there. And, uh, you know, the, the, the show the other day at, uh, uh, at the Orange County Fairgrounds was terrific. And, uh, you know, we're starting to do a lot of work in Orange County and, We've been down to Indio, the Palm Springs area, you know, many times. You know, we, we'll, we'll do a vaccination clinic where we do, you know, we go down for two days and we vaccinate, 
usually 250 animals a day. So we'll do, you know, we'll do 500 to 600 animals in a day, and then we'll do 90 to 100 spay and neuters. Wow, that's incredible. And do you have just one spay and neuter vehicle so far, or are you putting out a whole fleet? Well, the goal is to have just 50 of these all around the country. I mean, ah. I want the, the Lucy Pet Foundation to be uh, uh, all over the country uh, making a dent. I mean, 80,000 dogs and cats a week are put to sleep in this country. I know. And, and, you know, the animal rescue people, they do great work. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, when I uh, had a pet food company, I donated millions of pounds to the animal rescue people because they were the ones going into the shelters and taking the dogs uh, out and putting them in foster homes and getting them adopted. But there's only so many of them. I mean, right. you have to cut the influx of dogs coming into the shelter. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can really do that is with a, a well-run and, uh, and a national spay and neuter program. And that's what I'm attempting to do with the Lucy Pet Foundation. And uh, I'm actually just getting ready to order our second uh, bus. Wow. And uh, so we're actually, uh, uh, in the next week or two, uh, configuring that. Because, you know, we did our first one, and we love it, but we're going to make you know, changes after you after you have a bus going for you know six months. You realize, well, you know, I like this different. I like this different. So we're just getting the design all put together for the second bus. Oh, very very nice. So uh, phase two, that's pretty exciting. And these are these are not just little vans. These are full size, beautiful mobile veterinary clinics that are just huge inside. I was so impressed when I took the tour. Yeah, it, uh, it, it is an impressive vehicle, but it's the state of the art, and uh, everything in it is, is just top notch. I mean, we, uh, you know, uh, we have a, our own oxygen generator that makes oxygen, and so we don't need all the big tanks. We keep a tank there just in case the oxygen generator would break down. But you know, w- w- everything is just uh, uh, the way it's supposed to be. So uh, you know, a film crew can go into our, uh, or a news crew can go into our vehicle any any time because it, it it's top of the line. So I'm proud of that. And Dr. Halligan, uh, Dr. Karen Halligan is our chief veterinary officer. And, uh, you know, when I hired her, I, I told her, I said, I will never get in your way of whatever, whatever is the best and safest way for the animals. So you, you just make, make it the best. And, uh, you know, it's expensive to run, but uh, it's well worth it. How did you get involved in all this? I know you had a pet food company and you were very active in donating back to the rescue community. What was the motivation, though, to get you into the direction of actually putting out this very expensive span neuter mobile? Well, it, it's, I've known for years of, of how many animals are being euthanized, which is why I donated food as much as I possibly could to all the animal rescue people. But, you know, once I no longer involved and in, in sold the pet food business, I needed to come up with a way to, to you know, not just make a difference, change this and after talking to you know many many people and the consensus was you you need to do a national spay and neuter program and have buses all over the country and you got to educate people first about how healthier their animal will be you know a neutered uh male dog is is a better pet he's less likely to roam i mean the roaming goes down to to like uh, 90 percent uh testicular cancer, all kinds of different cancers. I mean, the animal's better. So people need to be educated as to why you have to spay and neuter. And I tell you, once you get in the shelters and you see great dogs, when I I decided to do this, uh, you know, I hired uh, Dr. Karen Halligan. And I had met, I had saw her years ago on Regis 
uh, she was doing Regis a TV show, and I was impressed with her. And then I met her at a pet food uh, forum and, and uh, talked to her there. And when I decided to go ahead with this, I called her up, and we had lunch. And she takes out her phone, and she shows me pictures of the most beautiful 15 animals. There was uh, dogs and cats. And then she started crying and said, I had to put these animals to sleep because she was a shelter vet, and shelters vets mm-hmm. have to fix them, and you also have to put them to sleep. And she started crying and said, I can't do this anymore. And I said, I have a way for you to get on the other side of it. We're going to be part of the solution. And that's what I'm dedicated to. I want to be part of the solution, uh, not only for, for pet overpopulation, but also for any animal cause that, that, that benefits animal welfare. For example, I don't know if you saw, you know, we did a Rose Parade float this year. Oh, I did see it. That was you. That was us. <laughs> you know, I did, oh, I did, okay. I did, I did five years in a row with my pet food company, but then uh, now I'm no longer involved in that. So I did one with uh, the Lucy Pet Foundation, and one of our big animal causes is uh, the gas chambers in this country. Mm-hmm. And on on the float was a dog named Daniel. Oh, Daniel, yeah. Daniel, Daniel was actually uh, on our show. Well, his owner was on the show. Uh, Daniel didn't do any talking. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead for our listeners who don't know that story tell the story please well Daniel was a six month old beagle who was put into the Alabama gas chamber he was put into the gas chamber with 17 other dogs so when the attendant you know, put all the dogs in he opened the door to get the, 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 uh, the deceased dogs out and there were 17 uh, deceased animals but not Daniel Daniel was standing there uh, wobbly, still had a slight wag to his tail, and the attendant did not have the heart to put him in for another dose. So he took him out, put a blanket on him, gave him water, and figured he would you know, pass away in the next few hours. Well, Daniel did not pass away. And uh, so the, the, uh, the shelter there actually named him Daniel after the Book of Daniel. Ah. Because you know the book of Daniel, Daniel went into the what lines then came out. So right. uh, that's how he got his name. And you know, twenty, you know, twenty plus states still use the gas chamber. So that is something that uh, is, is one of our causes to eliminate because it's a horrible way uh, for an animal to to be killed, and yeah. it should it should be outlawed. So Absolutely. we're working with uh, uh, a couple senators to you know get that uh, stopped. So, so that's you know what the Lucy Pet Foundation is about. Anything that can benefit animals, and well, uh, those are our two big causes. Let me ask you who Lucy is. <laughs> Lu- Lucy is uh, uh, my one of my dogs, and uh, she's a Chihuahua mix, and she's uh, a great dog, still uh, still alive and happy. And uh, she was a rescue dog. I, I was out, but my son uh, looked out the window when he was about eleven. We live in the mountains, and he saw this dog running over there, but he thought it was a baby coyote. Oh. So he, he called for my wife, and, and uh, they watched it, and they said, that's not a coyote, that's a dog. So they went over and to, to catch Lucy, and and she was all gray, had, you know, big, uh, almost had almost like mange on her, uh, and had tire marks on her back like she'd been hit by a car. Yikes. Oh, and uh, so they they got her. Her nails were curved under, which means oh. she had been out on her own a long time. Oh my goodness! So I got home and said, "Hey, we got to take her to the vet." So we took her to the vet. The vet checked her out. And said, "Well, a little malnourished. Uh, you know, the tire marks proved uh, she had nothing broken, and uh, we need to spare." 
And I said, well, let's not spare today. I said, let's give her uh, a, a couple, two or three weeks of, of being, you know, feeling secure and, and the love of a family before we just do that to her. And uh, so we took her into our family, and uh, and uh, she started getting bigger and bigger. It turned out she was already pregnant. She, oh. had, five, she had five puppies. <laughs> Oh, and those are all the little animals that are on the side of the truck painted with their smiling dog smiles, right? Yep, those are all the all her puppies on the, on, on the bus, and uh, we kept the first one, and then uh, my friends have all the other four. And, of course, and, uh, they're all spayed and neutered. They're all spayed and neutered. They awesome. all get together a couple <laughs> times a year. That is very cool. Hey, and the, we just have a little bit of time left, Joey, so I want everybody to know what your web address is if you have a website. Well, then just go to lucypetfoundation.org. Okay, and I'm assuming that you can uh, use some donations to get yes, your, we can. A, a truck in every state. That's what we want to do. And this is, uh, you know, when we sold the business, I uh, uh, told my wife, Linda, I said, Listen, I'm going to take $700,000 and I'm going to start the Lucy Pet Foundation. And my wife said, okay, that's, that's good. I said, we're going to do spade and neuter. And then I told her, I said, I'm never going to make a dime out of this. I will not take a paycheck. And she said, okay. Wow. And then, I, and then, and then she said, well, we are going to travel. And I said, well, of course we're going to travel. We're Is going to go to Lancaster. <laughs> yes, we're going to Lancaster. We're going to Downey. We're going to Indio where there's big problems. Good for I, you. Your wife is awesome. That, I don't think that was the travel she had in mind, though. <laughs> oh, Joey, it's been really fun talking with you, and I also want to find out, do you have a Facebook page? Because I'm sure you have some great pictures there. Yes, we do. Uh, there is a Lucy Pet Foundation Facebook page. Awesome. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this morning, and I thank you so much for being on the show and for everything that you do. Well, thank you so much. It was great seeing you again. I mean, obviously, we met a long time ago. A long time ago on the Pet Place television show. <laughs> yeah, when I still had all my hair. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on that note, let's, let me just tell the audience it's time for us to take a break. But when we return, we will be speaking with Mike Lahani, the executive director of The Wolf's Reign, about wolf hybrids and wolves. So stay tuned, and we'll be back on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Mike Lahani, Executive Director of the Wolf's Reign. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning, Marie. And uh, my last name is actually Lahane, like, pretty much like it's spelled. I was trying to make it sound more exotic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll say it correctly from now on. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, that's okay. People brutalize my last name all the time, but so I should be more sensitive. <laughs> hey, we met over at the Pet Expo, and you were with a special organization called Wolf Mountain Sanctuary, and you had some beautiful, beautiful wolves there um, who were actually looking a little nervous because there were a lot of people. Tell me, how did you get involved in all this? 
Uh, it actually happened quite by accident uh, many years ago. I was actually uh, more into northern dogs, uh, Malamutes and Huskies at that time, and ran across wolf dogs. And uh, over, the, over the years, I became involved with Wolf Mountain Sanctuary, uh, which is an uh, eco-educational facility in Lucerne Valley, California, uh, and Tanya Little Wolf, who's kind of like my spiritual sister. Oh. And at this point in time, the wolf dogs or wolves that we had there at the uh, Pet Expo actually belonged to Wolf Totem Ambassadors, which is educational outreach arm for uh, Wolf Mountain Sanctuary, as well as uh, independently doing educational uh, outreach at schools, nature centers, uh, and that sort of thing, and zoos. Okay, okay. And tell me... How is it that you ended up with wolves? Um, they need to be wild animals. I know some people keep them as pets, but that's probably not the best thing. So how did this all happen? Well, uh, again, uh, uh, the animals that we have are not actually pure wolves, but they are as close to a wolf as most people will get. Uh, the fact is is that these animals that we have have been born and raised uh, selectively in captivity uh, for many, many generations. In fact, those animals have not seen a pure wolf parent in perhaps 20 to 25 generations. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that wolf hybrids had been around so long. Oh, yes. No. In fact, these, these animals are actually descended from lines going back uh, maybe even as far as the 30s and 40s. Wow. Uh, but uh, in reality, I like to refer to wolf dogs as man's original best friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, there's this excellent Larson cartoon, and I think you've probably seen it, but there are cavemen sitting down by a fire, and there's a wolf sitting next to the fire with him, and he's got big googly eyes, and his tongue is hanging out, and he kind of looks um, a little dingy. And then there's two very serious-looking wolves up on a hill looking down at him, and and they're saying to one another, that's Bob, all right, but... That goofy look on his face, that vacant look in his eyes, he's been domesticated, I tell you. Yep, and uh, I have seen that, and I always get a kick out of that one when I see it. There's a big difference between a, a wild animal and a domesticated animal, and wolf hybrids are kind of somewhere in between, aren't they? Uh, no, actually, that is a uh, myth. Uh, wolf dogs uh, are generally, well, they are a product of man, and a wolf dog is not part wolf and part dog. What they are is they are dogs with recent wolf heritage uh, to a greater or lesser degree as far as content, and that's strictly up to how they're bred. Uh, but uh, wolves do not pine. The wolf dogs do not pine for the wild. They do not turn on people. They don't turn wild, and they're not of two minds. Okay. Are, do you need any special handling if you have a wolf? I know there are certain breeds of dogs that I always recommend that if you're not going to be able to invest the time and patience and training, that you'd probably be better off with a toy stuffed animal. Oh, definitely. No. Uh, my word of warning and, and my young associate, Kimmy Krauss, that's one of the things we do is when we take these animals out to places and people say, hey, how can I get one of these or where can I get one? Uh, our first warning is generally, first off, these animals are extremely high maintenance. These are animals for people who have plenty of time, way uh, mountains of patience, and money to waste. 
(laughs) (laughs) Because they will take all three of those. Are they likely to tease on your furniture? Uh, They're likely to tease on anything and everything that you own. Uh, (laughs) One of the things I always tell people is if you don't like owning anything, then a wolf dog is the right pet for you. (laughs) Oh, wow. Now, tell me, uh, legally in California, can you have a wolf hybrid? I know some years back you weren't allowed to because there was a situation where the rabies vaccination wasn't approved, and therefore if it wasn't approved, then you couldn't have one. Has that all changed? Actually, you have two questions there. Let me address the first question as far as the legality of wolf dogs in California. Uh, Specifically uh, in the uh, uh, Fish and Wildlife Manual, uh, 571, uh, a wolf dog passed uh, generation F1, which is filial, first generation, pure wolf parent, and uh, pure dog parent. Anything past F1 is allowed in most of the counties. There are 58 counties in California, and of those, only about nine counties are specifically wolf dog illegal. However, uh, many uh, municipalities and uh, and certain areas will also have their own ordinances regarding wolf dogs, whether it's a permit requirement or a ban or whatever. So we always advise people as part of their research, and if they want to obtain one of these animals, is to definitely look into the legality of having an animal in the area where they live okay. because the rules and regulations vary from place to place. And it would be really, really awful to fall in love with one and two years down the road have somebody complain and then animal control shows up at your door and tells you that you have to get rid of it because they're it, not allowed. Yes, it happens all the time and that's why I've been in rescue for so many years and, and in many cases that's what happens uh, even if the animal is not a clear and present danger or persistent nuisance. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that can easily happen as we've seen in the past. Now, as, uh, as far as the second question regarding the rabies vaccine, rabies vaccine is actually viable within my uh, knowledge and research on all canids. Mm-hmm. And then the rabies vaccine uh, will work on a pure wolf or a pure dog or a fox or a coyote. Uh, you know, these, uh, uh, the rabies controversy is more political than biological. Oh, no, I couldn't agree more. But I guess my question then would be, is it recognized? Not that it works or not, but if you have your pet wolf hybrid vaccinated against rabies, will the state recognize that vaccination as being valid? Uh, Probably not. Uh, And that's why when people obtain these animals, we do advise that we try not to wave the W word around. Oh, okay. So it's registered uh, and licensed as a Nordic breed or a Malamute mix or something, those lines. And they have a rabies shot. They're able to get a dog license just like any other dog. Okay, that makes sense. And these are really, really big dogs as far as what I've seen uh, when you've come around and done educational events at the various uh, fairs and, and pet expos and things like that. So they aren't necessarily a dog you'd want to have in a little condo somewhere, right? Oh, no, definitely not. And and that's another reason why they end up in rescue a lot is people say, oh, you know, they want a piece of the wild, they think. Uh, And uh, and usually young people who are in unstable living situations, and they'll obtain an animal uh, by whatever means they obtain these animals. 
and then I'll get a call because they're living, you know, with their friends in an apartment or in a condo or, uh, you know, in the back of a car even. Oh. Uh, you know, oh. I've had to rescue animals that were actually living with people who lived in cars. Oh, that's um, terrible. So, no, they, they do require a secure containment. And by that I mean an, a containment uh, generally where they're not able to dig out because these guys will tunnel like a gopher. Uh, <laughs> And just as quickly, believe it or not, uh-huh. uh, they can climb. Uh, these guys can generally jump over a six-foot fence uh, from sitting at the bottom without a running start, without scratching their belly. Wow. Uh, you know, they're, they're phenomenal climbers and escape artists, and they're incredibly intelligent. They'll be able to figure out almost any way to escape if they want to. So it's it's best if they're in the house with you and then outside supervised and for somebody who's going to be home most of the time. Yes, they're you know, we do advise that if they if they're going to be away for any length of time that they have a containment that is uh uh secure within the parameters uh put out by both the AZA and the USDA. There are actually containment requirements for these kinds of animals okay. that are documented. Well, it's been amazing talking with you and our time is just flown by. So, Mike, is there a website that we can refer our listeners to to get more information? Well, there are many, many websites uh, regarding wolf dogs. Uh, One of the oldest and most informative ones is called The Wolf Dunn, D-U-N-N, and uh, that can be found online. Uh, And that has a lot of input from uh, many people uh, going back 50 and 60 years. Some of the people that have posted on there uh, the website isn't that old, obviously, but people who have posted on there over the years are generally regarded as the foremost authorities regarding these animals. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Mike. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and I enjoyed seeing you at a Pet Expo last weekend. And we hope to see you sometime soon uh, in one of our many uh, outings with the boys, as we call them. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, we'll be out and about at uh, Tucker Wildlife Sanctuary and and at the uh, Environmental Nature Center this coming weekend. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're out there, and uh, we're ready, willing, and able to meet with people because this is part of the t- training for these animals is uh, their socialization. Excellent. Well, it is time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, get set for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. On the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Maria Hewa, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I mentioned at the start of the show that I had some warm weather tips for you, and indeed I do. These hot days are not at all fun for dogs and cats because they cannot cool themselves off very well. So when you leave the house early in the morning and it's still pretty cool, by the time it's uh, midday at your house, It gets really hot and really uncomfortable. So please turn on the air conditioner. It doesn't need to be super cold, maybe mid-70s, as long as they could stay relatively comfortable. If you have one bowl of water in the house, double it and make it two because they do need to stay hydrated. Just try and make it as comfortable as possible. If you have outdoor pets, and of course, We're not particularly thrilled about dogs that have to stay outdoors all day long, but if your dogs are outside, make sure they have a shady place 
throughout the day because the sun does move and that shade goes away. So make sure there's always a shady area that they can get to with plenty of water. And if you notice that your pet is in any kind of distress due to the heat, it's a very serious matter. So get that little animal to a vet right away if you notice it really having a trouble breathing, panting so much, anything that looks unusual. This could be a real serious sign. So if you notice anything like that, please take care of your pet, your pet. Keep them safe. Keep them happy. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of The Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.